Welcome to the FCA Board Chair and Director Leadership Podcast. This podcast is designed to increase the leadership capacity in your area. Hosted by Drew Beard, FCA Field Vice President of the Southwest Region. Listen and be encouraged, equipped, and empowered to lead others and see the world transformed by Jesus Christ through the influence of coaches and athletes. Now, here's Drew. Welcome to podcast number five, the FCA Board Chair and Leadership Podcast. My name is Drew Beard, the Field Vice President of the Southwest Region. Today, we get the honor and privilege to hear from the Field Executive Director of the South Division, Bob Wiedemann. Today, our topic is going to be organizational alignment. Let's jump right in and start our conversation with Bob. I want you to get to know him uh, through his story, his work in ministry within FCA, and then let him speak into organizational alignment, the ministry leader application, and how that, by getting our board members, board chairmen, our huddle coaches, our volunteers to fill out that MLA, how we can immediately gain ground in creating uh, organizational alignment. Organizational alignment will give us the ability to have multiplication within our ministry. And so enjoy this podcast. Thanks so much for listening and thanks so much for serving faithfully in your local area. Bob, thanks so much for joining us today. I'm excited to have you on the FCA Board Chair and Leadership Podcast. Thank you so much for your leadership over the South Division. Why don't you take just a few minutes before we get into our topic and just introduce yourself, your family, and then just give us uh, just a brief story about your testimony, how you became a child of God. Well, sure. Good morning, Drew. Great to be with you and everybody else. You know, uh, I, I ran away from God my entire um, youth life, uh, most of my adult life, I came to know the Lord very late in life at, at 46 years old. And it came initially through a relationship that I had with a tribal baseball coach. I, I was coaching alongside of him. We were coaching our children. And over a year, uh, I just watched this man on a baseball field um, operate uh, in a different way from all the other coaches I knew in the past and all the other coaches I was watching. And uh, one day I just asked him, you know, what it was about him that, that uh, was different and what it was that, um, that I liked. And he and I began some spiritual conversations. And over the course of a, a couple of months, uh, I began to see a framework of, of what he was really rooted in that was obviously rooted in Christ. He invited me to an FCA banquet one day. And at that point in time, I'd never heard of FCA. It could have been Florida Councilman Association for all I knew. I went to the banquet uh, for the most part to honor him as a friend and because of the relationship I had with him. And also there was going to be a professional athlete there um, that um, I knew that um, I get to maybe meet, shake his hand. So long story short, Drew, um, that professional athlete shared the gospel that day. And for the first time in my life, I was able to connect the dots of all the things I was chasing and, and getting and seeing any fulfillment. And ultimately, I surrendered my life to Christ. And um, um, I um, I was married at the time, still am, to Chris. I was married uh, to Chris for 19 years at that point in time. We've been married now for 32 years. Yeah. We have uh, two children, Nick and Hannah, who are 23 and uh, 21 now. But uh, upon my conversion to Christ, I immediately uh, was able to share the gospel with the rest of my family. Uh, they all three came to know the Lord within a week or two after me. And, We've been journeying together uh, with a whole new mindset and heart um, 
ever since. Yeah, man. Praise God for that. The uh, life of the the father, when it's changed, man, uh, things happen, right? Things happen. Absolutely. So Absolutely. praise God for for that professional athlete willing to share share that uh, share the gospel and for that coach to influence you enough to get you in the room. So uh, praise God for that. Uh, so I know that, that soon after that, the Lord began to start pulling you into the ministry of FCA. Give us give, give us just the, the, the short version of, of, um, of how you have gotten involved with FCA and how you've gotten to the point where you are now in, in leadership. Yeah, as you said, it didn't take long. I was actually, I mean, cut to the chase. I was actually on staff five months after I came to know Christ. Um, I, um, I instantly knew that everything in my life, all the things I was pursuing, which was... Um, wealth, um, accolades, that was, um, as Paul says in scripture, right, that, that was rubbish for me. I just didn't know exactly what I wanted to do, but I saw for the first time an inkling of um, an opportunity for me to find fulfillment in life um, with what I saw from FCA. So I started pursuing FCA immediately. And again, long story short, um, I found myself on staff with FCA five months after my conversion to, to Christ. And uh, been on staff a little over 11 years now, Drew, and I've served in multiple different capacities uh, with FCA. I began in Atlanta as an area director. Um, a couple of years later, transitioned into a multi-area director role, which is just a you know little little wider scope of leadership. And served in Atlanta as a multi-area director for a while, and ultimately um, was asked to be a, a, a VP like yourself. Um, mm-hmm for the Carolinas region. So moved our family to Greenville, South Carolina and oversaw North and South Carolina as a region for a couple of years. And then once again, uh, the Lord knocked on my door and um, I was asked to um, ultimately lead the entire U.S. field. So I served as the executive director for the United States for a little over a year before Shane and myself came to the conclusion that um, as we continue to expand and grow, we need to begin um, operating at the highest level in a shrink-to-grow mentality. I know that's something I'm sure that you've communicated to your team. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we began to just um, think about cutting the United States up into, into smaller pieces to make it more manageable, um, and which is what we did. So United States Field Ministry now, as you know, exists in a, in a South Division, a North Division, and a West Division, and I'm honored now to serve um, as the Executive Director for the U.S. Uh, in the South Division. Yeah, man, absolutely. It's been great to uh, to get to work alongside you and to uh, have you as as the leader of our South Division since I've become the VP. And as we uh, continue on in this this podcast, uh, the thing that um, the things that you just mentioned are the things that uh, I feel like we spent a lot of time um, uh, and effort and intention uh, pushing down into the the depths of our ministry. Uh, so today our topic is is organizational alignment. Uh, I'm excited to jump in with this. Our listeners, our board chairman, FCA directors, and possibly some board members. Bob, before we get started about the FCA, just any any thoughts from you about the importance of organizational alignment and the steps that FCA, FCA has taken over the years to ensure that we are truly acting as one? You know, um, the word alignment for me, Drew, really speaks about unity. Every team, every organization that I know of really ex- exists in one way, shape, or form to accomplish a goal of some sort. Um, I'll use an example of uh, the NFL. Uh, training camp just began last week. All 32 NFL teams got together 
you know, this was probably not the first time that the coaches and athletes got together um, to, to work out a little bit, but it was training camp is actually the first official time where teams are permitted to have um, their entire roster trained together. And I promise you this, that every coach, every athlete, on every one of those teams is very clear about what the ultimate goal is. It's probably more than likely to win the Super Bowl, right? So everyone who's a part of each of those teams, the entire organization understands that one goal. And for every person who's a part of those teams, it's mission critical to understand what their own particular role is in seeing that mission accomplished. They understand, they need to understand, I should say, really, what Due North is for the organization. And they also need to understand what their own personal role is. Because to overcome the fierceness of the competition that they're going to face over the season, the only way to accomplish the goal we have a united assault, a united attack, and that's unity. That's what alignment is really all about. And for those NFL teams, alignment takes place when every member of the front office staff, the coaching staff, the offense, the defense, the special teams put aside their own personal agendas, and they use their unique skill set to align around accomplishing the mission of the entire organization. And that same principle exists for every organization that I know about there who really seeks to accomplish a mission, whatever that mission is. Mm-hmm. And I would say that for us, for FCA, I believe our mission is is far greater than winning the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So for us, for us to accomplish the mission of leading every coach and athlete into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ and his church, organizational alignment is absolutely critical. Yeah, absolutely. Very good. You know, my, my college football coach, he would always gather us up um, early in the week and he would point in a direction. And he would say, look that direction. That's progress. And then he would say this, make sure you're pulling in that direction today. If you're not, don't pull. <laughs> he knew and we knew that alignment would multiply our impact. And I know this. Yeah, that in- you know, yeah. if, if I could expand a little bit on that, Drew, I mean, even you know, for FCA, yeah. I mean, we've made a conscious effort as an organization to really try and focus on some key areas of, mm-hmm. of choose to align around yep. um, actually five areas you know vision and mission mm-hmm. values strategy structure and systems our vision and mission you know this is this is the why and the what right mm-hmm. I mean, in other words why do we exist what's the problem we have to solve and what are we going to do about it mm-hmm. our values our values are all, all about what we believe and how we behave yeah. our strategy is all about how we're going to win our structure is all about how are we organized, and then our systems. How are we going to work? How are we going to work together? Yeah. So, as you just said, I think I think the first step in alignment really is clarity. Mm-hmm. Clarity is always, 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 always has to be a precursor to alignment, yeah. right? So, yeah. an organization that I know of, especially FCA, where we're so decentralized, um, can ever expect things from our people that they either don't know or they don't understand. So clear and consistent communication around some key elements, like I just mentioned, is crucial. Mm-hmm. But it's really not just communication. It's it's really assuring that consistent training is put in place so that the clarity and the understanding really just continues to permeate through the entire organization. Yeah, absolutely. As you know, as you know and, and many of our listeners know and feel, you know, over the past couple of years, we've rolled out a number of new aspects in regard to our overall vision and mission how we are structured and organized as people and, yeah. and some of the systems and the processes about how we work. So all of those things were rolled out, you know, with the effort to 
help us fulfill the vision and accomplish the mission. Yeah. And, as, and as those changes have come, we've tried to be really, really sensitive in assuring that the communication to the field has been clear and consistent, that the, to the best of our abilities, mm -hmm. specific training has been put in place, and we do all we can to communicate the why, the what, and equip our field and our volunteers with the how so that we can consistently drive towards full alignment. Absolutely. And today we're going to zoom in and focus on one area of our ministry that will help us create some alignment within our ministry almost immediately. Uh, this area is not new uh, to our staff and board chairman, but it will be likely new to a lot of our board members. The area that I'm talking about is the ministry leader application. This simple 15-minute online application tells us about the people that are serving within our ministry. The MLA is going to help us better understand the interests, desires, and most importantly, let us hear the stories of men and women that are serving in our ministry. And inside this ministry, or this MLA, is the FCA's Statement of Faith. This statement explains exactly who we are in FCA. So when you look over the Statement of Faith, it leaves no doubt about who we are, and if those desiring to serve within FCA are in alignment with our ministry, organizational alignment will help us ensure that multiplication is taking place in our ministry efforts. Bob, let's hear just a little bit from you about the statement of faith within FCA. But before we hear from you, I want to just share a quick story that happened recently. An outside organization uh, was wanting to potentially partner with us, and we were potentially wanting to partner with them. Uh, so that we could uh, grow our ability to minister to and through coaches. When it came time for them to decide, it was the statement of faith that they determined they did not uh, fully agree with, and so therefore they walked away. And it's just that simple. And it can be that simple for our board chairman, our board members, to realize and see, okay, this is exactly who we are. And so if, if they're not in alignment, man, immediately gives them the freedom to be able to step away or to walk away. And it also protects the culture that FCA is trying to create. So, Bob, let us hear your thoughts on the statement of faith. Well, I mean, I, I think you put it pretty clear there, Drew. Um, you know, that, that's, that's a great story as an example. Um, but as you mentioned, you know, our statement of faith is just a part of the MLA, right? Mm -hmm. It addresses the key components of our core beliefs as Christians. Yep. And it's foundational. Yep. It's foundational assuring that everyone who serves in a staff position with FCA or in a volunteer leadership position with FCA is aligned at the heart. Mm -hmm. There's no greater area uh, to make sure that we have alignment in other than our core spiritual beliefs. You know, going to Scripture real quick, um, I believe the Apostle Paul speaks about spiritual alignment uh, as he writes his letter to the Philippian church. Here's what he says. He says, is there any encouragement for belonging to Christ? Any comfort from his love? Any fellowship together in the Spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another, and working toward one goal with one mind and one purpose. And I believe what Paul is saying there, Drew, is, is, is that there's a direct correlation to agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, to loving one another, and to working together with one mind and one, mind and one purpose. The correlation is all that is is correlated to be belonging to Christ and in considering Him as Lord. So foundational spiritual worldview. It's 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 it's, it's a prerequisite to align around those things if we ever really feel that we're going to accomplish the vision and mission of FCA. So the statement of faith 
is, is just something that I believe really helps us assure that every teammate, first and foremost, is aligned at the heart in their Christian beliefs. And, you know, and again, in the, in the MLA, Drew, I mean, the, the statement of faith is foundational. But there's other things in there that, you know, um, that really address um, how we seek to determine each board member's calling, character, commitment, their competency, and ultimately see if they'll have chemistry with the rest of the team. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. The MLA is certainly uh, comprehensive, and it gives us uh, great clarity on, on who, who it is that, that is, is being called to serve within our ministry. Uh, and as you shared, the statement of faith, man, it just it does align our heart. It does uh, help us determine um, the direction we're going um, at the end of the day. And so thanks so much for, for that. When it comes to the, all aspects of our boards, we, we do believe that, it, that it's crucial for all involved to be pulling the rope in the same direction. So I just had this thought, like when our boards gather across the world, we will have a group of people focused and driving towards a culture of we over me. And if we can harness this type of energy when we gather, our efforts will result in greater organizational impact. Our goal in doing this is to raise the bar for the ministry of FCA, especially when it comes to board members, board chairmen. Because as you, as you talk about, Bob, that's our A-team, the ones that sit at the table to help us with strategy, with planning, and helping us look to the future of what God wants for our, for our local ministries. Organ, yeah. Yeah, organizational alignment will help us multiply our impact. Bob, just in closing today, any final thoughts from you as you have seen FCA continue uh, to, to, to come into alignment uh, based off the, the, the efforts we have put into place to fulfill the vision of, of leading or fulfill the mission uh, of leading every coach and athlete to a growing relationship with Jesus Christ and his church? Uh, no, Drew, not, nothing other than uh, just a really, really sincere thank you uh, to every board chair, every board member listening to this podcast. You know, those of you who are out there who willfully and many times sacrificially are serving on a local, state, or regional board, you're investing your time, your talent, your wisdom, uh, your treasure into the ministry of FCA. Here's my prayer. I pray that you not only understand uh, the significance of what you do and how you serve, but at the same time, you never, ever, ever lose sight of the direct connection of your investment into the ministry and the transformational life change that is occurring every single day in the lives of countless coaches, athletes, and all those who they influence, not only in your local areas, but across the United States and all around the world. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Bob, thank you so much for that. We know that the volunteer those that, that, that serve alongside us, man, that they help to help everything uh, uh, reach that level of excellence that we desire within our ministry. And so thanks for your time today. I want to encourage everybody not to jump off the podcast just yet. Uh, Bob just mentioned the why behind why we do what we do. And uh, after this session, there's going to be two stories shared about a coach who has requested to be discipled. And one of our international teammates who shares a story uh, or we're going to share his story of how he is utilizing the motorcycle that we purchased for him and recently how he was able to lead five young people to Christ. Guys, thanks so much, board chairman, directors. Your investment is crucial, and we, we, we praise God for the, the work that you're doing alongside us in our local ministries. Thank you so much, and have a wonderful day.
as you guys work within the ministry of FCA and serve within the ministry of FCA as board members, sometimes it's easy to forget the why. I want to share two quick stories with you. One coming from Togo, West Africa. Our international sports partner, Tevi Lawson, has been doing a great work in ministry. This last year, we were able to purchase a motorcycle for him to be able to use for his ministry. He has utilized that motorcycle in a very, very effective way. Most recently, he held a soccer tournament in Togo uh, where he invited several teams to come and play. He also coaches a team. He starts by saying, I am pleased with joy to send you this report about my sports ministry and the funds received from you for support of soccer tournament and the motorcycle that you helped me to buy. The lives of some players in Ebenezer sports environment, Togo, are changing transforming and it is great to hear to share these testimonies the final tournament was played on july 6 2019 tevi shares that he shared many tracks or distributed many tracks during his matches among players supporters and coaches here's the awesome part the gospel was preached it is a joy he says to inform you that five soccer players gave their lives to jesus not many but we give glory to God for those who did. And he closes with this part. I know that the other players and coaches who heard the gospel and received the tracts will be touched when they will read them. And here's his faith. Surely they will take and make good decisions, uh, the good decision sooner or later. Tevi's been such a blessing, and uh, it's exciting to see and hear how God has used him. Don't forget to check the email because I will put some pictures uh, from Tevi in those uh, with his motorcycle and um, those five young people that got saved. The second story I want to share with you comes from a local coach who has been allowing us to minister to and through him now for almost five years. He's been faithful to the coach's Bible study that took place on his campus every Thursday. In fact, many times it would just be him and the facilitator. This last year, the new local staff guy and myself uh, partnered to, to lead this, this coach's Bible study. I'm pleased to say uh, that this coach reached out to our local staff recently and asked him the question, would you disciple me? And I'm just telling you guys to see the transformation that's taken place in this man's life and how God is utilizing uh, the FCA coaches huddle and the ministry to the coach as well as through the coach to his team is really beginning to take hold of his life. And so we want to praise God and celebrate that. I'm excited to report that our staff guy has began discipling this coach and is going to be a, a character coach for his team again this year. And so, man, we just want to praise God and celebrate and remind you that why we do what we do matters. The organizational things that nobody sees, all so that we can go out and lead every coach and every athlete into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ and His church. Be encouraged today. Thank you for the, the, uh, the ministry that you have within, this, within our organization. And let's continue to strive to see the world transformed by Jesus Christ through the influence of coaches and athletes. Thank you. You've been listening to the FCA Board Chair and Director Leadership Podcast, where we seek to make disciples through our methods of engaging, equipping, and empowering coaches and athletes to know and grow in Christ and lead others to do the same.